do you, do you supposed to get on your knees to pray if you feel like you ought to? Do you have to close your eyes to pray? Listen, Jesus said, watch and pray. And so I watch and pray. I walk most time. When I pray, I walk. And, uh, you know, and I fellowship with God. And, and uh, prayer time is, when we talk about prayer time, prayer time ought to be uh, something we look forward to, not something we dread. Listen, you should never dread your relationship with God because if you dread prayer, that's what you're doing. Thank you for your enthusiasm. And uh, so the thing about it is, prayer time ought to be a good time. And so uh, we've talked about several steps, and I've been talking about six steps to answered prayer, that if we'll do these, we will receive an answer. And the first one was, I'm not going back over, I'm just going to tell you what they are, for sake you might not have been here. The first one was decide what you want from God. Have you ever, listen, have you ever just uh, thought, well, you know, don't go in prayer saying, well, God, you know. And then do nothing. I mean, don't, I mean, and God does know. He said, I know what you have need of before you ask. And so he does know that, but yet he says, ask that your joy may be full. Amen. And so side what you want from God and then uh, 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 go and present those to him. And then the, uh, number two, read scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them and make them yours. In other words, you need to find the promises of God because God watches over His Word to perform it. And you need to look and find out what God says about your prosperity, your needs being met. You need to find out what God says about your health and healing. And you need to uh, take those with you when you're in prayer. I said, take them with you when you're in prayer. And you mirror them back up to God. Amen. You said, is God forgetful? No, He don't forget nothing. But I'm telling you what, we, we, we plead our cause and plead our case before God with the Word of God. Why? Because He's watching over that to perform it. Amen? Number three, ask God for the things that you want and need. Ask God for the things you want and need. You can have a list, but you need to make them verbal before God. And then number four, and I, I spent, I even went and ministered this again on Wednesday night. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Listen, I said this, there's a saying we all say, and y'all have heard it many, many times, believe and receive, doubt and do without. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. And so uh, believe that you receive and expect to receive. Expect God to answer your prayers. The Bible says His ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. And so we know God hears us when we pray. We need to know that God's going to give us what we're asking for and what we're praying for and believing Him for. And then we are to expect it and actually start acting like it's ours after we pray. The third, the fifth thing was refuse to doubt. Refuse to doubt. Doubt and do without. Doubt. Refuse to doubt. I'm, let me tell you something. There's not a person in here that's ever went to prayer that didn't have to fight thoughts of doubt. Nearly every single one of us. Have to fight, I mean, the devil will sit there. And he, here's what the devil likes to do. I, I don't exalt the devil, don't get me wrong, but we know he's our adversary. And we know that he is on the earth. In fact, he's the God of this world, the Bible says. And so we understand that. And he, listen, he, 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 here's how he moves us to do things is through suggestion. And it's through the, 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 the power of thoughts. And, you know, if we're not careful during your prayer time, your thoughts will be completely invaded with everything negative. I mean, that's what you'll, I mean, has anybody ever been experienced that besides me? I mean, you're sitting here believing God and praying and you're dealing with these negative thoughts that's trying to come making me think it ain't never going to happen or it ain't never going to work. God, God's, God's ain't going to do this for you. You got to just keep casting those things down in the name of Jesus and eventually you're going to get freedom in that, th- in that area 
I mean, that's why I say all the time, I will pray my first 30 minutes or more just in the Holy Ghost, just in tongues. I'll just pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Jude said you're building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, and you'll rise higher and higher like an edifice. And I'm telling you something, there's something, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, well, you ought to be. And that's something that God is, is available to us. It's not necessary for you to have to go to heaven, because if so, there'd be a lot of people not going to heaven. And but God wants uh, gave us a language that we could uh, that we could literally pray in that's actually dumbfounds the devil. Amen. I've said this where I preached on tongues. Uh, uh, you already get my series on tongues, praying in tongues. You already get it. And uh, but anyway, anybody ever watch that movie Wind Talkers? Anybody ever watch that? That's a that's a war movie, a true war movie. It's a true story. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it real quick because somebody needs to hear it. And uh, I've, I've been trying to find that because I'd love to watch it again. And uh, when, when in the World War, it was World War I, wasn't it, or World War II? One? Was it two or one? How many seen that show? Anyway, it was World War II. And because uh, it was Jap- the Japanese. And so uh, anyway, they, the J- Japanese learned to break the codes of the Americans when they were sending codes and signals so they was able to break them and figure out what they were going to do before they did it and they was ready for it. Well, they come to the conclusion that they could not, there was one language they could not break and it was the Navajo Indian language. They could not break. They could not break that language. They could they could not interpret that language. So what they did, they recruited these, these Navajo Indians as uh, they were called wind talkers. And they called them wind talkers and they started making the codes and they started sending the messages and the Japanese did not know what they were saying and they could not stop it. You know what your tongue language is? Your Holy Ghost language is? It's a code language that the enemy cannot decode and he cannot figure out what you're praying. In fact, when you pray, he's like, he, he can't, listen, if he don't know what you're saying, he can't stop it. And all of a sudden it's there. He said, wow, we wasn't even able to intervene in that because we didn't know what they were doing. But anyway, that's a, I'll, I'm, I'm, I may have to get on that again since we're talking about prayer. And so we got to get to the place where we refuse to doubt. We're just not going to doubt and we'll cast down those doubts in the name of Jesus. Let me get to number six. Number six that so many people have been waiting for. And uh, number six. It's give God praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Give God praise, worship, and thanksgiving. This is in our prayer or while we're praying because praise and worship is the highest form of prayer. And we're going to go to, uh, if you will, to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And, uh, uh, Teresa, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. And I'm just going to go ahead and start with verse 4 because it's good. And it says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Again, I say that, of course, it says in New King James, again, I say, it says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He said, always be full of, did you know as a Christian, you are to be full of joy? You're to be full of joy. There's so many people there. They're, they're always living in the mully grubs. That's, just, that's a Texas term. 
just kind of living in the mully grubs. They're, they're not happy. They're kind of miserable. They, 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 every now and then they'll have a happy day or a good day. You say, well, I had a good day today. Why don't you decide to have a good day every day? This is the day the Lord has made. Can anybody, does anybody know what that scripture, how many knows what that scripture says? It says, this is the day the Lord has made. What, what's the last part? Say it again. Say it again. How about you guys in the balcony? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Did you know rejoicing in God is a choice we make? Is a choice we make. And you have to decide, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. I will. Re-. You might have to say, self, you're going to rejoice today. This is going to be a good day. We're not going into this day like it's going to be a bad day. Listen, some people get up dreading the day because this has got to be a bad day. Things can't go right for me today. Honey, you are to decide this good day is going to go right for me because I'm going to see to it that it goes right for me. You say, well, what if something happens in that day? Well, you can still rejoice because God is still for you. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. It said, let everyone see that you're considering all you do. Remember the Lord's coming soon. Thank God for that. Don't worry about anything. Listen to what he said. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Listen to me. He said, you've got to pray about everything and then thank God. Be, be, thank, listen, in your prayer time, there ought to be thankfulness going on in there. Thanking God for what he's done. Listen, don't ever forget what he's done. And thank him in advance for what he's going to do. Amen? Hallelujah. You say, well, I've, I've been believing God for my electric bill. It ain't due yet, but praise God, I thank God it's going to be met. God's going to supply my every need according to His riches. God, I thank you for it. If you're just went in and start thanking God for in advance for what you're believing Him for, or what you've done prayed about and believe you receive, and you start thanking God for it, so the Bible says that you don't need to be worried about anything, be anxious for nothing, and not be concerned about it, but you just need to tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done, and praise God, expect God to do what you're believing Him to do. Come on, church, can somebody help me a little bit? God wants us to have all our needs supplied. He wants us to have a, a life full of joy, a life full of peace. He wants us to enjoy living. He don't want us to be some of those that all they can say is, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Now, I don't mind if Jesus came today. I mean, if he came before we got at this service, you ain't going to see nothing but a change of clothes up here. Huh? That's all you're going to see. And hopefully that's all he's going to see in the chairs you're sitting in is a change of clothes. But I'm telling you something, we got a lot of stuff to do. Listen, most likely Jesus isn't coming tonight. Now if he does, hallelujah. I'll see y'all there. See y'all later. But the thing about it is, he might not come before you wake up in the morning. And if he don't, you might as well decide that's going to be the best day of your life. You might as well go ahead and decide this is going to be a good day for me today. It's going to be a good day for me. Why? Because I decide it's going to be a good day for me. I will rejoice and be glad in this. Why? Because I am not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to just believe God today and He's going to supply my... Listen, you've got to get to the place where God is more important than anything else you're ever going to face in your life. Glory to God. And He's right there with you. 
So there always needs to be thankfulness in our prayers. I wrote this down. Our praying should be with a heart of thanksgiving instead of a heart of complaining. I know people that complain their prayers. Oh, don't say, don't point, please. <laughs> Honey, prayer ought to be a good time, not a time to complain about what we don't. Well, we don't have this God. You said you'd do that, God, and I haven't seen that in my life, God. That just not, nothing seems to be working for me, God. Everything seems to be going south for me, God, and stuff like that. That ain't no praying. That's complaining. And in the Old Testament, the ground opened up and swallowed them. So if you're doing that, start watching where you're stepping. And so he says we are to be praying about any, everything and anything and everything. Let's go over to Psalms. Let's go to Psalms real quick. Psalms chapter 100. Y'all are going to like this. This is a good psalm. Y'all, most of y'all could probably quote it. And I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to go. Lisa, uh, 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 Teresa, put that in the Message Bible. Starting at verse 1. It says, On your feet now, applaud God. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into His presence. That's why we do praise and worship around here. Why we can sing ourselves into His presence. Know this. God is God and God God. He made us, we didn't make Him. We're His people, His well-tended sheep. Listen to this. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank Him and worship Him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous, is, uh, all generous in love, loyal always and forever. It says, enter with the password, thank you. <clears throat> Does anybody know anything about passwords in the day we live in? Everything has to have a dadgum password. Has anybody ever gave a password and didn't write it down? Has anybody ever forgot that password? Does it irritate you when you call and they say, we need your password, and you say, I don't remember my password. Well, we can't talk to you then. It is, isn't it? Bugs a snot out of me, just be honest with you. I mean, we got an ADT, and we come up with a password for ADT here at the church. And, and the, the, the AT system, I don't know why it goes, goes bananas here at the church. But anyway, so I told Stacy, I said, call them and tell them to come fix this thing. And so Stacy called me up and said, Dad, what's the password? I said, I don't know. She said, well, we can't, nobody will come. I can't, don't have the password. So we started saying, well, I think it's. And so I, I gave her several, and I think I, I hit the right one. I said, write that thing down. And she had no wrote it down. But, well, you were supposed to write that one down for us. And so I got a little book that says passwords and stuff at my house, and, and I write most of them down, but then some of them I slip up on and don't. Here's why I don't write the other ones down, because I don't think I'm ever going to call them back. And then, hello, something happens, i got to call them back. And he said, well, change the password. Well, I've done that before and still forget them. So he said, enter into his presence with the password, thank you. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name is what it says in the New King James Version. Listen, that's what we're doing in prayer. We're entering his presence. We're entering his presence and we're to come in with the password. Wouldn't it be something if God said, what's the password? Well, y'all know it now. <laughs> we know it now. Huh? It's like somebody will say, what's your physical address? And I'll sit there going, where I live. And I had to pull my billfold out and look at my physical address because we don't get no mail or nothing out there and get that physical address. And sometimes I remember it, sometimes I don't. Well, praise God, I know how to get there. But he says, you are to enter his gates with thanksgiving. And that's in your prayer time. When you come in, you are to say, Father, I just thank you. I mean, I can't tell you how God leads you in that and how you walk into that. You can walk in there and thank God for all he's done. Thank you that you're God. Thank you that you're my Father. Thank you that you're my provider and you're my healer and you're my deliverer. I thank you that you're an ever-present help in time of need. You're with me always. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. I thank you, Lord. I hallow your name. I bless your name. I glorify your name. What a great God you are. And before long, you're so, you, you're so, you're, you're, you say, well, I'm building God. You're not building God up. He's about as big as he can get. Tall as he can get, but it's making you aware of all that he is to you and everything he is and everything that he does in your life, and you're so grateful for it. Honey, we got to be that way. We got to be that way. Psalm 69 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Magnify the New Living Translation says, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. Psalms 95, 2 says, Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Someone might say, Well, I I really listened to this. I kind of wrote this down because I I think sometimes we always do this. Someone might say, Well, I really don't feel like praying or, or singing or giving thanks. I'm going through something. I've had people tell me, well, we're not coming to church because we're going through something. So you're going to leave out the one that can help you? Huh? It's like telling you, telling me, I can't go to the doctor because my arm's broke. Well, that's why you would go, right? I, can I, can I give you a, a perfect example? God took me to this story, so we're going to read it. We're going to go to Jonah. We don't. We don't talk a whole lot about Jonah. You gonna talk about Jonah, Pastor? Talk about Jonah. It's a short book, but it's in there. Somebody wants to talk. You hit the wrong button, huh? No, the story of Jonah is pretty neat, you know. Jonah. Uh, God had called him to do something, right? He called him to go preach the gospel to Nineveh because he wanted to get Nineveh to repent and come back to him. Well, Jonah decided, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish, and I'm going to flee from the presence of God. Tell you what, you can never flee the presence of God. You may not experience the presence of God the way you want to experience the presence of God, but I tell you what, God's everywhere, by the way. 
Verse 17 of chapter 1 says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. That was the reason. How many knows why he was in the belly? Because he was running away from God. So God prepared a, a submarine. And the guys threw him overboard. And just so happened, there's a fish there big enough to swallow Jonah. You say, well, was it a well? I don't know if God just prepared, made that fish for that particular thing or whatever, but all I know is Jonah was in a fish's belly. How would you like that? You wouldn't. Then Jonah prayed in chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord as God. I'm in New King James Version. He, then Jonah prayed to the Lord as God from the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me, out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. The King James says, out of the belly of hell. Out of hell I cried out. Listen, and people said, I'm just kind of in a situation I don't feel like praying. Listen to me. Jonah felt like he was in hell. He was in the whale's belly. He was in a fish's belly, whatever that fish might have been. And he was in a situation that he said, I'm going to cry. Listen. It don't matter what kind of place you are in your life, if you feel like you're living in a, in a hellish situation or, or whatever situation, the best thing you can do is lift your voice to God and pray because trust me, He has the solution and the way to get you out. Nobody wants to stay in there. And Jonah said, well, I cried out from the belly of Sheol or hell. And you heard my voice. I'm here to tell you, God knows your voice. And He hears your voice when you cry out to Him. I said, He hears your voice. Mark Hankin says, your voice is your address in the Spirit. Your voice. Listen to what it says, For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. And the flood surrounded me, and all your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. I will look again to your holy temple. I tell you what, when you're in the, the belly of a fish, you start repenting. And you start saying, I'm, I think I'm going to seek you again, God. Help me, Jesus. Huh? My grandson used to pray like that all the time. Help me, Jesus. That's probably what Jonah was saying. Help me, God. He said, I said, I, uh, the water surrounded me even to my soul. Deep closed around the wheat. Listen to this. The water surrounded me even to my soul. The deep closed around me and weeds were wrapped around my head. God gave him a bandana. He had a seaweed bandana. Could you imagine Joe, Jonah sitting? In, I, it's hard for me to even imagine this. Because... To be sitting in the belly of a whale or a fish, whatever. I, I, I don't know if it's a whale or not. I don't think it was like an apartment. And could you imagine that whale still eating? They, they eat thousands and thousands of pounds of, pounds of food a day. Them, at least in certain whales I've seen or heard about. And so he's sitting there, what he felt like was hell, but it, at the same time, he was crying out to God. 
Listen, don't close your mouth when it comes to your deliverance. No matter how bad it seems or how bad, because listen to me, it, 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 it can get worse, but it can get better. He says, I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever, yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Listen, in other words, he's saying this, when I got in a mess, when I'm in a bind, when everything seems to be going wrong, I remember you, God. Thank God we can remember God and turn back to God and He will still continue to bless our lives and deliver us. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that God does not turn His back on us. Glory to God. I'm telling you, He's just waiting for a voice. He's just waiting for somebody to cry out. Help me, Jesus. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you, listen to this, with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. I'm talking about right in the middle of hell. He decides, I'm going to get thankful for what you have done in my life. I'm going to get thankful for what you're doing in my life. I'm going to get thankful for what you're going to do in my life. Right in the middle, wrapped up with seaweed, all kinds of mess going on in there. All of a sudden, he's turning to be thankful. Honey, we need to get thankful. Man, I tell you what, you start thinking about all the good things God's doing for you, get thankful, all that griping and complaining will just begin to leave you. Verse 10, So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. <clears throat> that submarine took him right to a beach. You said, I would hate to have been vomited out. Well, the other deal is worst. <laughs> There's another cycle you'd go through that you probably don't like that way either. Trust me. I'd rather be vomited out. And, yeah, y'all know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. Let me ask you, did, it, did, did Jonah... Something happened with Jonah in that fish's belly. Well, he got thankful. He started remembering some things probably he should have remembered before he got swallowed up. And then when he started being thankful and giving praise unto God, God says, all right, little big whale, go over to that beach over there and puke him up. <laughs> Blow him right out there. He comes out. I want to see that video. Y'all want to see that DVD when you get to heaven? I got to see that DVD. Could you imagine how you look? But anyway. It's kind of like the little little girl that went to school and she had been to Sunday school on Sunday morning and her, and they was taught the story of Jonah and the whale. And 
And she was telling her teacher the story that she had learned in Sunday school. And she was telling her teacher, she said, listen, I went to Sunday school yesterday morning and, and uh, uh, I learned a story about Jonah. The well swallowed him up. And, and she was telling the teacher all this. And the teacher said, listen, there's no way anybody could ever be swallowed by a well. It did not happen. Jonah was not swallowed by no well. It wasn't something that happened because that just can't not happen. And the little girl looked at her teacher and said, well... When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him. The teacher said, well, what if he didn't go to heaven? She said, then you can ask him. (laughs) But either way, we're going to find out. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. Listen, everything don't have to be just right before you start thanking God. Start thanking Him, praising Him and worshiping Him, and things will start getting right. And things will start getting right. Amen? Hebrews, my last scripture for this morning. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Continually giving thanks to His name. Listen, we've all got something to be thankful about. Do we not? It don't matter. You know, you you may be believing God for finances. You may be believing God for your family. You may be believing God for your health. You may believe in God. But in that mix, you need to be thanking God. You need to be thanking God and be thankful to God. Amen? We serve an awesome God. He loves us. And I tell you what, here's what prayer will do for you. Thanksgiving will do for you. Praise will do for you. Worship will do for you. It will, listen to this, it will get your mind off of you and on Him. Amen? And that's when you start seeing things change in your life. When it's not all about me, mine, and my ours, it's about Him. Amen? I'm telling you, we'll return to the heart of worship. Amen. I got a lot I could minister along those lines and probably will as I continue on. But I'm telling you something. God wants us to have everything He's promised us. And we might as well get it. Good things are happening. Somebody's going to, we always say this all the time. Somebody's going to get blessed today. Might as well be me. Amen. Say it with me. Somebody's going to get blessed today. It might as well be me. Amen. God, we love you this morning. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Father. We thank you that you're for us, not against us. God, you're always there. You're ever-present help in time of need. You're there with us, working in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. God, I pray for each and every one of us in this house today that we'll be thankful no matter what we're in, no matter what situation we're facing. God, we'll be thankful for what we have and what you've already provided for us, God. And we'll ask and we'll pray and we'll believe. God, even as your word has taught us to ask for what we have need of. So we love you today and we thank you. And ask you to minister on behalf of every individual in this church this morning.